Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Straight Drive, your own cricket podcast coming straight at you today. This is your host Manohar and I'm joined by, as usual, Uday and Sharath. We are recording this on 26 February 2021 after India's magnificent two-day test win over England in the huge 130,000 capacity new Motera Stadium. Narendra Modi Stadium, as they call it now, which has triggered a bit of controversy, but let's just leave it as a topic of discussion for another day. All right, let's move on to some cricketing content. Hi, Uday. I guess your prediction of 3-1 is still on track, unlike mine, which was 3-0. Happy with how things are going with you? Hi, Manohar. I think uh, pretty happy with the overall result of the match. India won convincingly at the end and India's chances for the World Test Championship qualification are still active with this win. Little sad though that the test has ended in a couple of days. I brought chips, cool rings to watch the match over the weekend, but little disappointed there. Overall, happy with the result. Yeah, I too had plans over the weekend to watch with friends. Uh, sad, but as India won, so all count. That's fine. Let's go to Sharath, see how he's uh, doing after the win. Is he still on the hangover? Has he watched the replays of replays again? <laughs> Even my predictions are still alive, Manohar. I was very much happy that India has decimated England in all the departments. And even more happy that we are inch away from being into the finals of World Test Championships. I was expecting for some thriller sessions in the weekend. But as I say, cricket is uncertain, right? It makes your weekend memorable, but sometimes makes your weekend uh, bold. Pretty much happy with how the things went out, Manohar. Alright, so let's start with the review of this pink ball test. India went in with three spinners. Unlike England, who went in with four pace bowlers and just one spinner. Complete opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of playing strategy. And Gambhir kind of vented out his anger when India left out Kuldeep Yadav from the playing 11. So let's start with that. Uh, Uday, was India on track now that India have won the test match? I think in hindsight, the selection looked decent, Manohar. I was also a little pissed at. Kuldeep got left out and even Hardik Pandya was not in the team. I was expecting him to play. But India read the pitch brilliantly well. They got hold of the conditions and they made the right choice. Even though Jaspeet Bumrah and Ishan Sharma, just as they mentioned, got the workload managed even in the match, not only in the series. And poor uh, Washington Sundar didn't even got a chance to ball even one complete over at the end of the test match. But all credits to Aksar Patel and Ravichandran Ashwin who actually got India back into the match and gave India a memorable win in the first ever test match that happened in the new Mathaira Stadium. Sorry, the Narendra Modi Stadium, should I say? <laughs> yes, that's what we have to get used to now. And lots of changes from England as well. There are two things that are beyond comprehension. One, the rotation policy. They have actually sent Johnny Bairstow back home after the Sri Lanka test and then got him back just before this pink test, which means he missed two test matches in India. And then there was Dominic Bess who played in the first test. But when spinning friendly conditions were there both in Chennai and Ahmedabad, he just wasn't in the team. So it was baffling from me as far as Lind is concerned. How do you read this, Sharath? To start with rotation policy, I think that might be a well-intentioned policy. 
just to protect the players from that mental health and also keep them fresh across the format. But that seemed to have backfired them completely. They lost Moin Ali, who could have bolstered the spin attack. He could have been equally important in the batting lineup also, I would say. I think they might be thinking about having a full squad for the Ashes, but this series is actually important. I don't actually understand uh, why they rotate their players when they were up against the uh, best teams. You won't expect a Bumrah or a Pujara to get rested when India play in England or in Australia. I think that rotation policy has backfired them completely, Manok. On the contrary, I have some different opinion. I mean, when England had or even South Africa had different squads for T20s and Tests and One Days, a lot of people questioned. But we all see how it helped England to win the World Cup in the 2019. This should be the new normal because people spending a lot of time in the bio bubbles is going to impact uh, their mental health. And I think England has taken the right decision of sending some people out. But there could be questions of how they are managing. There could be definitely ways to manage things better so that the balance of the team is uh, not in a problem. Overall, the decision is good, but how the way it got implemented can be done better. And even you need to make sure that you have equality players in your squad when you are thinking about the rotation ball set. Because these tours like England touring Australia or even South Africa or India, they are equally important as Ashes. Yes, uh, absolutely. But even you take the rotation policy, the understanding of spin, whether to play as a batsman or as a coach and captain, in terms of uh, reading the pitch, especially whether it's shooting spinners or not, I think that's where playing three fast bowlers. I, I know that we are, play- I mean, England was playing for their strengths, which is fast bowling, Jofra Archer, Anderson, and Broad. But in the belief that there needed to be two spinners for India to get all out, which was Joe Root bowling his own arm over and getting a five wicket haul. In hindsight, it was a bad call. Would you agree with that? I think uh, England has no other options left. So, Dom Bess, who played in the first test, was very lucky to get wickets. Even it was mentioned that he hardly landed the ball and if he were a pilot, his job is at risk. Right? Jokes apart, he's not at all comfortable and he didn't even look threatening in the first match. All his wickets were lucky wickets and uh, Moin Ali somehow was sent back home because of these things. So, England rightly went with the four quicks, which actually justified their selection. I mean, Root is anyway there and he's always there to chip in with the spin bowling option. right? And Jack Leach being Jack Leach, who is like sucking blood out of India all these series. So, England overall went well as far as I see. But just things didn't pan out well for them. And as mentioned, they didn't play quality cricket to win this test match overall. All right. Uh, let's, let's assume that both the teams went in with the best team that they could. And even England winning the toss was very good for them. They lost two quick wickets, but then there was this partnership between Crawley, the captain Joe Root, and there was 75 for two. From there, getting all out to just over a little bit of 100, I think losing eight wickets for 30 odd runs is criminal in Test cricket, especially when you're winning that toss and batting first, right? Definitely, Manohar. As far as I see, if India had batted first, I don't think this test would be over in a couple of days. Definitely, this would have been much, much, much better. I think it should it would have happened just like how it happened in the second test in Chennai. India would have batted till the second day. England would have batted or collapsed as equally good because Indian spinners are so, so well on this pitch. And Aksar Patel, boy, he played brilliantly in this match. I mean, while watching Aksar, I was so happy that every ball that he bowled, he looked like taking a wicket. Like that's what you expect from a quality spinner. And to the fact that uh, he's just playing his second test and he, he being so effective just shows the class that he is, man. I too had uh, questions about his selection before the test series, but he proved me wrong and probably he just showed that he is a class man. 
Yes, definitely. And I think uh, he is at 18 wickets in two test matches. If he takes four or more wickets, I think he would have even out-bowled Ashwin in his uh, debut test series where he took 22 wickets. And I think uh, that is something when you are comparing yourself to India's best spin bowler probably of all time, but definitely since Anil Kumble. Hey, when have you started uh, rating Anil Kumble as a spinner? I thought he is a medium bowler, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you're right there, but uh, definitely, let's say that India's biggest match winner and uh, after Kumle, it is Ashwin. In the last couple of uh, matches, I think Akshar has definitely stepped up the role that we expect usually to do to be done by Ravindra Jadeja and uh, Jadeja himself couldn't be more prouder. India have managed to get England all out at a very cheap first inning score and then India batted. And they were going on cruising, I would say, in chase of that first innings uh, score. And all of a sudden, uh, Virat plays a ball which was too close to cut and uh, drags onto the stumps. And India are suddenly 99 for three, going into the few last balls of the day one. And when they came back, we would expect them to at least cross 200, 250, have a 100 plus run lead. But as you said, the rest is history. I mean... India also got out to a very low first inning score thanks to Joe Root who at, at one point had uh, all-time best figures of 3 for nil. So where did that come from? Is it the pitch or Joe Root had uh, that kind of a bowling all along? I think the biggest threat on this pitch is the ball that went straight on instead of the ball that is turning squarer. The ball is just skidding on and equally quickening up of the surface because of that extra lacquer which was there on the pink ball especially. So we can say the main reason for the ball skidding or it's proving so difficult was not the pitch but I think it is because of the lacquer that is on the pink ball. So this was quite exploited well by Akshar Patel. He bowled very well with the horizontal seam which has increased the chance of skidding and hence he was more successful on this pitch I think. Yes, absolutely. I think it was his arm ball and even the straighter ones that caused more damage than the ones that were spinning actually. England just did not have any sort of defense mechanism to cope up with those. They were really found out short. I think only Ben Stokes who attacked for a bit had happened to get on top of the bowlers for whatever limited period of time before he himself got out for 25 I think. And that was the highest runs uh, in the innings that England got all out for 81. And I think it reminded us of the 81 that India got out uh, all out for in 1997 Barbados Test match, chasing 120. And which otherwise we would have won a Test Series in, in West Indies long back. So it was just kind of in a trance. Everything happened to be going in fast forward. Just cannot wrap my head around where was the match won or lost by either of these uh, teams. I'll go first to Uday to have that answer. Rohit Sharma is the difference between two teams, Manohar. Because he outscored uh, England in the Chennai test. He scored 161, whereas England got all out for 130-odd in the second test. And combined in the two innings here, he scored uh, 91 and England got all out for 81. So, Rohit outscored them in this match as well, as I say. And I'm so happy that uh, he's he's being so successful and he's leading India in, in test matches to victories. He's a phenomenal one-day player, we all know that. But his success in test matches, he's so, so happy to see. Everyone has different opinion, but India just outplayed England in all departments in this match, as well as in this series, except that first test. So, according to you, India were just the better team overall. 
and given the conditions that were presented to them in no matter what the conditions were because both the teams were playing on the same pitch and there was no drastic difference between the first or second or uh, days so there were few rare occasions that have happened in cricket and in this match at least one was of course root getting that 5-4 the other was ishan sharma hitting a 6 in international cricket that has never happened and i think he has hit only 6 six sixes in his 400 odd professional matches so which of these you know astonished surprised you the most guys i would go for root's 5-4 manohar he hasn't picked a fifer even his entire first class career and he was happy at the end of the day that he could have transformed the match in the favor of england after that fifer but overall i see he worked hard with jitan patel who is the spin bowling coach for england in this series we even saw him practicing before the match the arm ball that he was so successful which came in for the left handers whom he picked for fun right so i'm happy that he had a fifer on his name i mean he might have got lot of centuries and double centuries have probably a member of fab 4 but still he would cherish this fifer forever so i would rate this as the rare thing that happened in this test to start with the team selection that was just an embarrassment as quoted by jeffrey boycott england just went with four quicks who ended up delivering only 27 overs and took one wicket between them apart from that they have completely failed to read the conditions and also the extreme nature of the pitch and the fact that they were up against the best team india were just outclassed them in all the departments absolutely and here is something that people have talked about the pitch and as you said the demons were not in the pitch but more in the batsmen's minds i mean even in india's uh, innings not a lot of the batsmen got out playing really bad shots it was just the way they were responding to the bowling that there was no alarming bounce or unexpected movement off the pitch right it was just doing enough and neither uh, captains i think uh, even joe root he may have been disappointed but at at no point i think he blamed the pitch because he knew deep down that it was his team's uh, batting that wasn't up to the mark and uh, india were just that little bit better team even when they were like batting right so that's where i think uh, that big partnership between uh, rohit and kohli that was probably in my opinion the difference between the two innings of england where they could not stitch a single partnership which was you know more than 50 so all in all a great outing for a few not a great outing for many and we all hope that the fourth test match we get to see a lot more in terms of presenting their skills we were at one point thinking that if we would have at least one of those t20s earlier in the remainder of the days so that we have some cricketing action and people who bought tickets or or people like us who had planned for the weekend would get compensated but yeah i think i would say that this was not a bad pitch and it was just teams not playing to their potential I think for me it's the Ashwin's dismissal of Holly Pop just uprooting the off stump from either side of the pitch just tell that uh, how he has removed the pitch out of the equation class bowlers do well that right so that was uh, some phenomenal uh, performance from Ashwin yesterday we have seen a finest match winner for India after Anil Kumble Manohar and I'm little disappointed by the way certain people got out probably even Virat and Rahane they knew that the ball coming straight is more dangerous In fact, to quote the right numbers, I think 21 out of the 30 dismissals were for straight deliveries rather than the the one that is spinning away. So that shows that people had demons in the mind, as you mentioned, right? And the technique has to be adjusted to these conditions, which hadn't happened in this series. And even after Virat's dismissal, the way Rahane went 
back to cut and open the middle order for England to explore in such a difficult pitch to bat is little disappointing for me. He should have batted with more responsibility and probably stitched a better partnership with Rohit, which would have made things in better, better for India. At the end, we have won, but if India would have scored at least 200 to 250 in the first innings, it would have been a very nice uh, thing to have at the end of the day. Of all the commentators, Michael Vaughn was, I think, at the most vocal when he was uh, terming the pitch as bad. But all the other captains, including Mike Atherton, Nasser Hussain, or even uh, Jeffrey Boycott, were of the opinion that England just was not good enough in terms of batting. Both the teams were playing the same pitch, right? So, And I hope the runtime of this episode will be longer than the duration of the third test monitor. <laughs> The stat of the day is that Ashwin got to 400 wickets in about uh, 77 test matches, whereas uh, the, the best was by Murlidharan, who got it uh, earlier than him. He is in very rare company here, Richard Hadley, Dale Stain, who all got a bit higher than 80-odd uh, test matches. So it's a great performance by him, and we all hope that he has a few more years in terms of his cricketing abilities, we, we can see him reach to at least 10 hundreds and uh, maybe cross Anil Kumble's record of most test wickets for India. Absolutely. And even I was fascinated by looking at the stat that he was also one of the quickest to take 400 wickets in terms of balls being bowled. He was the only lone spinner in the top five. The rest four are only fast bowlers. Yes, and uh, it's actually coincidental that uh, we are having this Vijay Hazare trophy interstate uh, matches. And in that, we see a lot of these players who have been uh, drafted into the squad for the limited overs matches. Uday, have you been tracking that? What are your thoughts on some of the good performances? Yeah, I have been uh, following the Vijay Hazare Trophy as well, Manohar. Probably the standout innings for me would be Prithvi Shah's 200, even though he is not part of the India T20 squad and the Test squad as well. But I'm so happy that he scored a 200 in list cricket. In the same match, even... Uh, Surikumar Yadav scored 100 in 57 balls or so against Pondicherry. And the match was happening at uh, Savai Mathpur Stadium, Jaipur. We even saw Ishan Kishan, who has scored 175 in the first match at a strike rate of close to 180 or 160. Right, So, the T20 selections that India have made to the England series, all those players are performing extremely well in the Vijay Hajare Trophy. They are like scoring at T20 rates in 50-hour cricket as well, Manar. So... It is so exciting to see and I can't wait for the T20 matches to begin. There are a lot of positions open for grab and with the two T20 World Cups back-to-back in the in this year and the next, I think this is going to be an exciting T20 series as well for India. Yes, definitely with the World T20 coming up, we should have a team with top players in form and let's hope that uh, we regain that World T20 that we won way back in 2007. Cool. I think it's a good time to wrap up and we are looking forward to the fourth test. Again, uh, England, now that they are out of the World Test Championship race, they would want to play for pride and uh, maybe want to stop India from getting into the final by winning the last match and let Australia through. India, on the other hand, would love to go and make it 3-1. Probably it will be one of those rare occasions when a team has come back from from the first test match loss and uh, went on to win the series 3-1 and uh, with that we conclude this episode we all love to hear so much more from our listeners followers on twitter please do follow us on straight drive and we'll all see you soon until then have a nice time